I'm Gary Erickson. And I'm Tyler Hogue. We became best buds through the heavy music scene. And now we're doing a podcast, breaking down our favorite bands, albums, and shows. This is All Consuming Podcast. So today, on the, this episode, we're going to talk about August Burns Red and their album Leveler. Yes. So it's their 10-year anniversary. Uh, they're going to re-record and release Leveler, uh, which is pretty cool. It's not just a remix, right? They have brand yeah. new source stuff. Um, guest so vocalists and stuff like that. Yeah, guest vocalists and whatnot, yep. And uh, speaking of guests we have a guest today he's a friend of ours and uh tyler why don't you introduce our friend here yeah so we got someone awesome here today it's ryan bordner uh what's up ryan hey how are you guys so good we are phenomenal ryan we've known ryan for a long time goes back to our college days uh we even were in a little ryan and i were in a band together i'm pretty sure gary was the manager of the band (laughs) wasn't he he was the he was the manager um but, but man, we've known each other and had some great memories. And I think a lot of like, a lot of the awesome memories we've had together have revolved around ABR, right? Yeah, like August sure. burns yeah. red. There's a lot of a lot of stuff. So let's, let's get to know Ryan a little bit before we jump into Leveler. Okay, so Ryan, let's just start like from the beginning, right? We like to ask our our guests this all one before you that we've had all one of our guests. <laughs> We've, we always ask our guests this. Yeah. We ask every single guest. You are the second. How did you get into like the metalcore scene? Like starting from when you were young or whatever. Like how did you get into the scene? Oh man, kind of goes back. I realize I'm 30 now, so it's been kind of a bit. You know uh, what? Like 16 years now. Jeez. Um, so basically we were stuck into listening to country. Um, I think Gary's uh, familiar with that uprising of just being, (laughs) being stuck in the country scene, my parents. Um, and I think when I turned 11 or 12, I, the only thing I wanted from my dad was like, dad, he's like, what do you want for Christmas? Right. I was like, I either want a game boy or, uh, get me the new system of a down CD toxicity. Um, oh i've never heard this story my mom absolutely hated the idea and um you guys know my dad he's pretty chill he just he's just a hippie and uh he he got it for me i i remember seeing um uh, we do have a vhs somewhere hidden at my parents house somewhere in the in the vault and uh i remember seeing the recording and uh i was so happy i was it was the weirdest thing to see yourself (laughs) happy um opening this just the cd i mean nowadays it's like you didn't get me the new iphone you didn't get me the new xbox you know i'm not happy but 12 year old me i opened up the cd you know the wrapping paper it's i literally stripped it off and i saw toxicity and i was just the happiest kid um from there it went from you know system of a down to like older stuff rage against the machine and then i just started tapping into my dad's thousands of cds he has he literally has a Mm. wall of cds and I, I think I still have some in my collection. I never give back to them. And um, <laughs> and then, so I grew up in Spokane. Um, and then my dad, for work, he moved us out into the middle of nowhere. Um, it's called Colotus, uh, Washington. 
Yeah. It means not much there. if you're wondering what it yeah, if you're wondering what it means, I think it means uh, dirty water was the Indian. The, Are you uh, serious or no? <laughs> no joke. No joke. Yeah, there's a book. Someone wrote a book about Colotus. Uh, I guess they had a there was a Colotus, there was a lake there, and uh, yeah, they wrote a book, a big book about the origins of this the town, and uh, yeah, so it used to be called Hardersburg and. Anyways, we'll, this is a different podcast. Uh, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we yeah. won't go too far. I got yeah. a good little story, a good little thing. Yeah. This is what Clotus is. We went and played yeah, this yeah, yeah. this show at Clotus. Uh, we at our band, Screamo band, and yeah. uh, there was about I think the act before us was a lady on a piano playing like "God Bless America" maybe, and yeah. then we literally went up right after and uh, just screamed. Ryan has like this banshee scream. And yeah. that's how we just started it out, yeah. and it was like shock waves sent through this little town. Like, and they're selling stuff during close days. They're selling like Confederate flags and things like you know what I mean. It's a it's a small yeah. conservative yeah. town. Yes, very, right. Very, like yeah. it, yep. a little you know like it's like really small. And we just we just like screaming and going crazy. Oh, they yeah. probably didn't yeah. like they probably didn't like us there. Yeah, my but, wife's aunt and uncle own a bar in Clotus. That's right. Oh. Yes. So Gear, go there, how's that going? Go there a few times a year. Still going? Yeah, still going. Great. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, Ryan, I have that? a yeah. side question. I have a side yeah. question. So, a lot of the music that you mentioned that you got into is mostly like mm-hmm. mainstream. Like, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just not like metal. A little metalcore. We'll say metalcore. Mm-hmm. New metal, I think that's what System of a Down New is. New metal? Yeah. yeah. New metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's where you left off. I just wanted to like. Yeah. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. So, it, it really makes me makes me go into the roots of that. So basically, um, in high school, uh, I was like, you know, what's the next best thing? You know, I, what I really wanted was a Zune. Everyone got the iPod. and That's obviously the and, next best thing. That's the next, yeah, best, that's the next best thing. <laughs> and basically... All of our listeners are going to be like, what the heck is a Zune? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. Continue. Brian and I it's had sponsored. Zunes, and we yeah, were like the yeah. only two people at Eastern that <laughs> had a Zune. Yeah. So really, I got that for Christmas one year. It was a lot of money, um, and I remember, I remember one year before that, I actually got a guitar. Um, and my brother also played guitar too, and he was really into the blues side. I was into the metal side. So what really got me into metal was this, you know, all the the one skater kid that was out in Colotus, and there was a two other, you know, two other guys who played guitar out there. They were really into uh, like, like. I'm trying to think like the Aussie stuff, like the Zach Wild and mm-hmm. and you know the in this moment and just like heavy, sevenfold type just, stuff or what? yeah, a little bit more heavier than that because my dad actually brought us to Ozfest too when I was like 15. Oh, yeah. So it was kind of a weird festival to bring a kid to because gotcha. mm-hmm. it, it was nowhere near Warp Tour. There was no kids there. Were, it, it honestly looked like uh, Sturgis, like the motorcycle, like these big dudes <laughs> with. <laughs> muscle shirts on tattoos and i'm just like this little tiny kid you Their know leather battle jackets yeah and... oh man yeah this is like the metal like the, the, like the the black metal bands were there and mm, stuff sure. like that and i can't even recall like what some of those names were but um yeah so the two guys that i knew in clotus they played guitar too and they were kind of into all that and they got me into guitar um and that's kind of i think my first like metalcore band would probably be like bullet for my valentine event sevenfold was a big one for me i would only i would always play the old school event sevenfold like waking the fallen um and all that <laughs> mm-hmm. good stuff and 
because he screamed all oh, that that first the first album he was it was all screamo in um second album third album then they got really mainstream and and then i decided i'm i don't like the mainstream music i don't like anything that's on the radio um and then from there i, I continued to listen to metal and play guitar and then i moved to spokane uh mainly Cheney met uh, gary and tyler and uh i don't know who i met first i think i met you guys both first right or that's one time. I met you like, I don't Joel. even know how it happened. Like, I Joel, feel like you came Joel. to something with Joel once. Yeah. 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 Probably same with me too. Yeah. I think he, uh, yeah. Joel was really into music too. And he was my roommate for a while. So he was really into all the Christian. He kind of got me into like the Christian side of things. Like, uh, man, I can't even, uh, like yellow Scene? card. I know they're not like Christian, but oh, like like emo, just, like emo, yeah, emo yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, Amberlynn. Yeah, yeah. Here's a there's a good one. Amberlynn. Yeah, yeah. They had yeah. a few heavy songs. Uh, Decipher. You know. Um, Decipher I'm down. Probably, yeah. Decipher Nine down. Lashes. Nine lashes. Yep. 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 All that stuff. So that Reliant that's kind K. of Reliant K. It's like Joel's jam. And yeah. then I think I met you know, and then I think Gary and I were uh, exchanging music tastes, and he got me into kind of more of the heavy stuff. Like mainly, the first thing was Demon Hunter, of course. You know, back uh, then, yeah, I would yeah, have, back yeah, then, <laughs> that had been uh, my <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then and then from there, you know, it, it kind of went on to Tyler, and Tyler and I, he, I found out he played an instrument, and we're like, I've always wanted to start a band, and then we went from there, <laughs> and and you know, from Haste of the Day to just all the more modern stuff, 2011, 2010 stuff, August Burns Red. Haste the day, all the older, you know. And you guys kind of, formed the legendary band in Spokane called Oceans of Obsession. No. I remember Legends. this is so funny though. This is so funny, like because I remember like we did, we were getting into like this is when metalcore was like like every day there was a new metalcore band we we're listening to. But like yeah. I remember yeah. a day to remember for us, mm-hmm. Ryan, yes. like that was yeah. what we jammed all the time. Yeah, we would plug it in. I don't know if you remember this. We would plug. <laughs> Like get into the aux of your amp, your line six amp or my line six amp. <laughs> yeah. Turn it up to like whatever and just jam it at like yeah. that that like trailer that was in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Dude, that's what I remember. I remember just jamming like yeah. downfall of us all. Oh, all and the just, time. Just you know yeah. going crazy. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So August yeah. burns red. Like let's transition it out a little bit. Um, what's your favorite August burns red album, Ryan? Uh, it's probably. I'm trying to think because there's so many. All their albums are great. Um, I got it's probably Constellations um, for me. Yeah. Just because it, uh, everything was just. Uh, you know, I actually, I think I was 18, 19. You start looking into stuff. You start looking into lyrics, and um, and I just thought uh, Mariana's Trench was just so beautiful. Just like every sure. musically wise, it was so beautiful, and um, it really kind of stuck to me and. Alexis and I actually wound up walking down the aisle to just the intro. I mixed something real quick through Audacity. It's just I so funny that. to think about yeah. now. You know, you just get a free software, throw that in there, and just I, I put it on a loop and echo. That yep. was basically it, loop and echo. And it was just the prettiest, like, most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And from there, it was just kind of everything else, just kind of everything else on the on the album was just amazing. You know, I could listen mm-hmm. to that album over and over and over again, you know, and that's kind of why i still carry an mp3 player to this day because i don't i'm not looking for anything new everything that i have in front of me is great it's just so great to just listen to it over and over again so you have an mp3 player still yeah, soon. Dude. soon yo but why why don't you just like stream it 
it's just uh it's for me i you know um to appreciate it more i guess to just put your phone away to check out yeah to just really kind of like on the airplane obviously you can't you don't, don't, you don't need internet yeah, that's okay. the thing man you know it's just it's just i mean i don't want to sound like an old dude but it's just nice to just check out like at the end i mean we're all busy now man you know we're all busy at the yeah. you know at the end of the day you know like it's either xbox or i'll just come down here into this room and just kind of throw my zoom up and just listen just play august burn thread or whatever to that's cool. just just check out for a minute you know so yeah I'd have to say for me, Constellations is probably number one too, mm. but like close behind, like like not second, like in between first and second. Like if you're finishing a race, what? you know, one point five, one point five, you've got to take a picture to see who finishes. Uh, it's going to be probably Leveler and Messengers, like right there, tied. Messengers, uh, yeah, that's great. These 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 first few albums, you know, Thr- Thrill Seeker was was awesome, but like. It's obviously different with a different, you know, vocalist and stuff. But these first three albums for me were like genre changing, like life changing albums I listen to all the time. And mm-hmm. I still do today. But I will have to like say Constellations is my go to. What about you, Gary? All right, I'm going to throw a wrench in the works. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to give you my favorites in time. So. <laughs> okay. My first favorite was Leveler, right? So right. I liked August Burns Red. I wasn't like super into them because I didn't like some of the stuff they did with the drums. I thought it was obnoxious. And mm. the way he screamed uh, was too fast. And I just like, I wanted more emphasis. And I think mm. my brain just didn't click, right? Yeah. Then Leveler came out and like my first listen through, I'm like, this is the greatest album I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's good. But I loved Leveler. And then I went back and re-listened to their stuff, and then I loved Constellations, yeah. and Constellations took its place, uh, probably all the way until Phantom Anthem, which That's is your 2017. Favorite? Yeah, Phantom Anthem is probably okay. my favorite still. I feel like nice. it's pretty on par with Leveler, where they, you know, kind of pushed boundaries with changed what it, a breakdown yep. is, yep, and yep. yeah, and like you know, they changed music styles r- randomly in the song, and then back to metalcore you know it's just it's another yeah. album that to me i feel like leveler and phantom anthem were like created with the same idea in mind yeah yeah and i think a lot of people gripe on abr because they put out the same thing they or they say right they right. do the same music all the time they never change but like we're gonna get into leveler leveler was a change oh yeah it was, it was a big time change there was a lot of like changing in the way they did things um in their songs uh, and so I think when people say that they might not fully really just know August Burns Red. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. One album that we didn't, none of us mentioned was, uh, found in faraway places. Um, the one song on there that I really, really love, I just want to give it an honorable mention is uh ghost. That's <laughs> ghost. No, this is good. Yeah, it's, that's good. It's kind of in my top five for ABR. Um, Are songs. there other songs on that album besides Ghosts? <laughs> There's absolutely <laughs> Identity, <laughs> Majoring in the Minors. It was definitely different. Uh, the whole yeah. album was definitely different. But yes. that one always just stuck out to me because I'm kind of an advocate for like homelessness and stuff like that. And it, it's like you just read those lyrics. It's, it's like it's awesome. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. The honorable mention. I like that. Uh, yeah. If, if there's one song, and I'll, I'll share mine first because I have this on my mind. There's one August Burns Red song that like 
we're getting older, guys. Like, when we go to shows, and we haven't been to shows in forever, but when we get to shows, it's like that idea of, like, oh, my gosh, there's a table open. Let's go. We get to go sit at that table and chill (laughs) and have some drinks and just, like, watch the show happen. And, like, that's amazing, you know? Um, But 10 years ago, when they were – when we saw Auger Spurns Red maybe for Leveler or whatever, uh, we would be the pit, like, for sure. But if there's one song that takes my old butt back to the pit every single time, for me, it's composure. Same. <laughs> uh, I vividly remember, I think I was with Ryan. Um, that's probably with Gary, too, truthfully. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, they composure, it was, like, not even, like, their encore. Sometimes they made it their encore, but it was, like, the third mm-hmm. song. And at this point, like, we was committed. It, was it the reunion tour for it might have been <laughs> where they played no, the no, no, no 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 uh composures oh. on messengers right. messengers um, well they still it, played it at the 10 year they did i forget what what tour it was with but i remember i remember that we collectively made the decision we were going to sit down at the table we were going to chill <laughs> and composure came on and we're like no dude we can't and we literally ran into the pit like it, that song to this day like still has that like feeling yeah. for me of like nostalgia i gotta go oh, get in the pit yeah. and get going so what about you guys like any songs that like for you have like a special place in your heart when we talk about abr so i guess i'll go next yeah because i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like okay i i said i've said this in other episodes and stuff but i always think new is always better right? yeah that's like my thing but uh so like on their newer stuff, if Defender came out from Guardians, Ooh. I have not seen them play this album live, but if they did, that would be one. Um, <laughs> Dude, dan- those breakdowns. Yeah, Dangerous from Phantom Anthem. Um, and probably any song from Constellations would get me out yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan, what about you, man? Um, I Like I said earlier before the podcast, um, I mean, I mean, I don't want to, you know, carbon copy what you said, but uh, composure for oh, me as well. Carbon copy. Uh, <laughs> composure. It's just for me. It kind of it it set the establishment for their their style. Um, so Gary's talking about Defender. It had like ten breakdowns in that song. You know, it was just a whole great song altogether. This yeah. song, Composure, was kind of the kind of the mini me version of the baby version of that you know so it was kind of neat to it just pumped you up the whole time there wasn't one boring part of that song it just right off the bat you know they go into it and you knew what was coming you know even the yeah. video even the video pumped me up they're like <laughs> in a tornado the superheroes <laughs> <laughs> they're just no eating, that's defenders of superheroes oh you're talking about yeah. composers video composers, composers. Yeah, okay, they're just yeah. in like a field like it's windy it's just oh, like yeah, yeah. but the message it gave you're like was ah just, colotus yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, for me as a kid, though, um, just dealing with everything, you know, growing up, uh, that song alone, just kind of reading it alone, not even listening to it, reading it, kind of, it kind of just comforted me, just because it was, it was good, it was great. Mm-hmm. So, helped yeah. me out a lot. I have this before we move on, etched in my memory of composure, the music video that Ryan's talking about, Jake Lures. <laughs> He literally, it's like he has a long microphone cable, like in the middle of nowhere, and he just is like throwing his hand and like the the wire. You know what I'm talking about? He's yeah, like oh, going yeah, yeah. crazy. The whole just video. Like throwing it. Yeah, the it, whole yeah. video. Absolutely, that's etched in my brain. Whenever I hear that song. So so going back to Mariana's trench, 
that Ryan said he walked down to, you know, the looped version he created um, for his wedding. <laughs> One of my best memories with Ryan and August Burns Red is at the Gorge Amphitheater in Washington. We saw August Burns Red at Warp Tour. Okay. And when they played Mariana's Trench, do you remember what Jake said to do? I have a video of it. Somewhere. He said, see, and this is where you hopefully you can remember. He said to put somebody next to you on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? For the yeah, entire yeah. song. And oh, yeah, so yeah. people <laughs> yeah. on the whole pit down at the front of the stage oh, are gosh. just jumping on each other's shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Grown dudes on top of grown dudes, right? <laughs> and I was like, that's not happening for me. But I, I, yeah. Unless, like, did you get on top of my shoulders? <sighs> I kind of, like, vaguely remember that. Like, How many years ago I think, was this? I think we tried. It was a long time. Long time ago. It's got to be. It, it was Constellations, probably. Like, smartphones. I think that, really I think it was that. Yeah. But I was where I remember I was wearing my Ace the Day T-shirt. We have a picture <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And oh yeah, dude. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you got on my shoulders because, like, I don't think that worked the other way around. But I think you got <laughs> on my shoulders, and I held you there for like yeah. most of the song. Um, and it's also like Washington in that area, especially like in the summer, gets hot, and it was like a hundred degrees, dude. <laughs> we were freaking boiling. Um, and afterwards yeah. we went and we left. Um, and you're just like I, crotch sweat on your neck. No big dude, deal. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I don't know why, but like, that's what we did. And it was, everyone was doing, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. And so they had that intro to Mariana's trench and everyone yeah. was on top of each other's shoulders, just like going back and forth. Oh, it's, that was crazy. Yeah, it's kind of them in the, the infancy of a, of a band. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't as serious. It was more warp tour. Hey, we're metal core. Like it reminds me yeah. of this video I just saw. Like they're like, my church is weird, and I started watching. It was like this guy. He had like buzz sides. He had stripes on the sides. You guys probably seen the video. It's pretty funny. And he's it's like the worship band, and they're like, all right, we're gonna have everybody take their socks off. I'm like, okay, I'm just like watching this, and then they take the socks and they spin them in helicopters, yeah. <laughs> and it just makes me they you spin me right round. Jesus, spin me right round. Yeah, yeah so I'm you know what that. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was just in the infancy of them being a band. Like, what do we do? This is crazy. We're on the main stage. They were on the main stage. Yeah, they're they like, were. let's do something crazy. You know, and I think it was just something wacky in the sense of that. Like, let's just have fun. You know. So, but I do remember. I didn't have a smartphone. I remember why. I remember ending up on the very side of the stage because it got pretty crazy, dude. Yeah, it did. It got, pretty, it got nuts. Really, really crazy. And uh, not as crazy I, as Kill Switch that was right after no. that, though. But and then I um, I feel like I almost died when Devil Wears Prada was on though too. Like I, I yes. think I just backed out to the begin the very end of the the crowd because dude, they're right when they started, dude. People were just nuts. They didn't even people didn't even have a chance to just you know stand around. It, it just it was just crazy. So that whole the, the whole Devil Wars product thing, I just like all right, I'm gonna stand back here and appreciate it because I really like these guys. So yeah, mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. <laughs> the the one time we actually were pit bosses that show though, me and you. Mm -hmm. You remember? <laughs> So on one of the like side stages, Black Veil Brides. You heard of them, Gary? Yeah, my favorite band. 
<laughs> Blackville Brides is playing. And they're like emo rock, and sometimes they have a little scream or whatever. Weren't they like scene? Very scene, yes. Extreme <laughs> yeah, yeah. scene. Kitty and cat. like we had this like running joke where we listened to one of their songs and thought it was so metal or pretended it was. <laughs> I remember you guys always showed me a song or like anytime so, you got my auxiliary cable. That was you probably guys... What is it like? Put the pen it or no? Yeah, alone at last. No, we did it. And they have one part where they scream, right? One part. So they're yeah. playing, and we hear them start, and like we look at each other, and we both like run to like the pit. To There's the no front. pit. They're just standing no, there. It's a scene. It's just like a bunch of girls. It really was. And so we it get really we was. get in the middle, and we just start like like karate kicking and throwing our arms. And pushing going crazy, pushing each other, and people looking at us like we're so ridiculous. But you remember, because we're, you know, we're, you know, we're these two guys in the middle, and I think we were just getting out of hand. I was pushing you into people, too. Yes. And they were just oh, so, yes. it was like, it was like moms looking at us, like, just basically, don't do that. Don't do that because here. You know, just like. The people that were there were kids in high school, yeah. and their moms brought them to Warp Tour. And they were standing kind of beside it, and we just got yeah. in the pit and just pushed a bunch of kids. That's, and that's kind of what I remember. <laughs> yeah, that was not, oh man, that was not our finest hour, but it was fun. But it was that one song, and they were they probably appreciated it. You know, they probably they, they appreciated had that we were, um, you know, so good time. I wish Warp Tour was still a thing. It's not. So. Me too. Yeah, Warp Tour is yeah. fun. It's one of the best memories I had seeing them. Uh, yeah. Constellations tour that we all we all mm-hmm. went to together was pretty cool. Um, yes. That's where Gary caught a deadly, deadly infectious disease. Right? Yep, I died. The <laughs> echo virus. Yeah. They're supposed some. I didn't get it though. I think we were kind of apart. I was with Ryan, maybe. Yeah. So my buddy Tim went, um, and his wife went, and my wife went. And so we, I don't, th- yeah, Jen's never really been that close to the pit before. And I don't think his wife has ever been to a show like that. I'll have to ask him. But so we were like, we'll go down to the pit and we'll just be, you guys stand behind us and we'll just keep all the sweaty dudes off of us. Right? <laughs> we were and, the sweaty dudes, right? <laughs> I, well, and like you guys were there and Bobby. My friend, Brian. Yep. Your friend, Brian. And I remember you guys would like, oh, yeah, we, yeah, it's right. like we were your your gas station. You would like go in the pit and you come back and be like, hey guys. <laughs> and we're just like holding our fists out, like pushing people. like. Yeah. And then you guys would come yes. up and we'd like make room and let you guys in. Like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, whoo, whoo. <laughs> uh, it, it was really great, fun, guys. Yeah. yeah I really I, wanted I, to go in the pit a few times, but I, I would feel bad. Just like wife. ditching Jen, <laughs> like because yeah. she's so short, you know. Jen was always I mean, funny to watch at those shows, and Crystal, you know, just yeah. seeing them, just kind of like, "Where? Why are we here? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. what did you bring us to? And why hey, are our wives love us? Here? That's all it is." Another show, I feel like Ryan was there, but it might have been before I met you guys. It might have been. I think it was because I saw them with A Day to Remember, like for the homesick tour, for A Day to Remember's homesick tour. 
anyways, like we got a picture with Jake Lures, like, and I I, nice. I look back at the picture just right now, and it's my buddy Brian and some other people, and this one mm-hmm. guy that we used to work with at Fred Meyer, um, he had this shirt on, and I was like a, a newer Christian, you know, and I was so stoked to see these Christian bands. His shirt in huge words said "Epic as F word," huge words, and so this picture I have with Jake literally has a dude in it with me <laughs> that has the f word just broadcasted out yeah. to everybody yeah. um and so yeah that kind of ruined the picture for me speaking, <laughs> speaking of picture i want to i think the show we all went to I, I i don't know if you guys got a photo but um it was me and matt so matt is just a super cool dude and the only thing we talked about he, like I just, you know, I'm I'm a fangirl at that point. I'm like, dude, oh my god, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if to ask you. <laughs> yeah. He started the conversation, and he's like, "Have you seen the Have you seen the movie Noah?" Like that's what his conversation starter was. Really? About the movie? Yeah. And we were talking. <laughs> what did you, what'd you about, say? I was like, uh, I mean, I you know, I I didn't really understand it at the time. You know, I didn't really understand. You know, so it was just kind of a weird conversation. <laughs> You know, I wanted to ask about, you know, um, yeah, it was just, it was strange. And I got a picture with him. I have my, my thumbs up, you know, just kind of an awkward like photo. He's super, super cool dude. And I, I, out of all the dudes, I think he's probably one of the coolest out of all of them. I think, you know, just, it was like a five minute conversation and, um, yeah, that was my, my experience. You know, every other experience I've had has just been front row, you know, like Jake, look at me. You know, say hi to me. Yeah. Take your shirt off. <laughs> yeah. Jake! Make, make eye contact with me, at least. <laughs> yeah, I remember for the Constellations 10-year uh, tour, mm-hmm. like, you know, 2019. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when it was over, Tyler and I went to the merch booth, and we waited in line forever, and we bought our kids matching Marianas Trench shirts. Yes. Those are awesome, yeah. Yeah. And now, pretty soon, my second son will be wearing that shirt because right. Hen- Henry's too big. Do they do? Do they sell still sell kids stuff? Like, dude, that's think... like such yes. a growing theme right now. Okay, all right. Because yeah. their fans are getting older and having kids. Yeah, yeah true. What about Phantom Anthem? You don't like... talk about that show. Did I? Oh, that that's the one you did too. Who was who was there? Fit for a king. And that was Phantom Anthem. Yeah, and um, the uh, Silver Lake. Uh, yeah. Crystal Lake, right? Crystal Lake, thank you. Yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah. Phantom and, uh, Anthem. That was Phantom Anthem. Yep. And uh, was the Skylet Drive there? No. No. I remember hmm. the Fit for a King. I remember Fit for a King was there, and that's who I was like, I'm so stoked to go see. So I the other one yeah. that we saw like literally two months later or something like that was the Constellations, and that had Silent Planet. Oh, and yeah. that one band that got back together, Silverstein. Silverstein. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? My. Love What's that dudes. one band? Mayday Parade. <laughs> what? Mayday, Mayday Parade was there. Oh. So yeah, I think you're mixing up. So I got the flu, for Phantom Anthem. Uh no, because I was with I was with Bobby, and you, and I sit with you the entire time, and Ryan wasn't there. No. Because Ryan, you had something. You're doing something. You're out of town or something. Yeah. Yeah. You got constellations, dude. No, because Fit for a King is that's I'm pretty. That's where the Post Malone looking dude 
walked in front of us with all the face tattoos with his shirt off and he's just so sweaty and he kept walking in front of us and tim was like dude this guy needs to get out of here and i just like looked at him and we both just shoved the dude into the pit and i could swear because of how sweaty he was he was like a wet seal we just shoved him and like slipped our arms right off right like and he just went into the pit and then he just like stumbled around and i'm like I think oh, he's man. wasted, but looking back, I'm pretty sure he was freaking sick. And just by touching him, we got sick. <laughs> I think this might have been a, another August Burns Red Show. It was a similar situation where everybody was like kept on pushing in. Tyler might have even been there, and you probably might remember this. So I think we were like doing that little wall thing on the inner circle, and there was this guy who kept on pushing into us, pushing into Alexis, and and all that you know and and i think i or you or both of us mutually we shoved him back in there and he got trampled he got, I, I yeah, remember this, yeah he just yeah we pushed him and he fell Did down you guys just people... murder a guy <laughs> <laughs> i do remember that yeah he got yeah, no he looked... wasn't murdered he got up but he was pissed no, he was mad he looked around and it, it reminds me a different band but uh, i went to I, you might have you guys might have been there but it was under oath long long time ago when brady was still here and uh, same ordeal, this kid was pushing into us, and he was, like, smaller than me, and I shoved him in the pit. He gets trampled. And, dude, I'm 6'3", <laughs> he's, like, 4'9", 5 foot. And, dude, he jumped. He, like, did, like, a Mario jump. He, like, jumped and, like, he, like, uppercut punched me in the jaw, dude. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he punched you? <laughs> he did, dude. Whatever happened to Brady? I haven't seen or heard from he's, him. He's dude. Time. He's crazy. He's over in uh, he's over in Roseburg. He works for he actually works for a podcast. It's kind of ironic. Um, it's a real estate financial podcast. He you know he helps because he went to school for audio audio engineering and he helps out oh, on the cool. podcast and he's been doing that for the last four or five years and it's pretty successful and he's always trying to uh, poach me to like hey dude you'd be perfect you know like you're great with people yeah. and wasn't he like, in your guys' band? Uh, yeah, for, for a little a bit, bit. Yeah. yeah 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 so but he's the he's he's the crazy one that got me into under oath and all that you know those crazy bands on that Same. end of it so yeah so let's talk about the first track from leveler which happens to be the first track on the album <laughs> empire yeah <laughs> uh fantastic song i think it was their first single they released for leveler if i'm not mm-hmm. mistaken thanks so. um Let's start with our guest, Ryan. What are your thoughts on this song, Empire? So I think I I think we waited a minute for this album to come out. And as you said, this was the first single that they put out. And everyone was just kind of sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for August Burns Red to come out with something new. Um, this song for me, if I remember right, I didn't I don't think I really liked it first. My first um, glance of it was basically, what? yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, yeah. So basically, I remember watching the music video. And I'm just like, this is so cheesy, man. Because you were talking about earlier um, about the the effects of it. I'm like, come sure. on, guys, you're you're whatever. How many albums in already? And you can't afford to pay for better special effects. So I remember seeing jake doing the stomp onto the ground he's saying skyscrapers and then he's like he stomps earth movers <laughs> and the camera zooms into his foot his foot's clenched to the ground and the ground is broken with where his foot is at 
and I just like all right. I like the song, but I was just like I. I think I, I I think I took I took too much in for the video first. I, I reacted to the video before I could actually listen so to the song. So did you think that lyrically it was kind of cheesy, but yeah. musically it was great? Yeah, I think so. Because just because of the the you know because August Prince Red was my band. You know, of course I'm gonna for like sure. it. Yeah. You know, I it's it. just like liking your you know your stepchild kind of. I'm just kidding, but <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I like him, but I don't, but I do, because he's, you know, my kid, but... I like him because I anyway. have to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I say I like metalcore, so... Ah. But at the time, <laughs> you guys are going to hate me for this. Um, oh, no. <laughs> the cheesiness reminded me of Insane Clown Posse, where they were saying... No! Oh, come on! Stop! <laughs> no! <laughs> it can't be that. No! I don't think you understand the lyrics then. Singing That's about, <laughs> there was, you know, and this is my first glance. They were singing about, you know, earth moving and his foot moves the earth. And uh, I that was my first glance of that because at the time it was my meme. I showed everybody that ICP song and I was like, oh man, this is a little cheesy. And that, that was my, where first my brain went was the cheesiness of that song. So, so you, we invite you on to this podcast. <laughs> you call every ABR fan a juggalo. <laughs> exactly. The probably most popular, I'd have to check the Spotify, the most popular leveler song, most played probably from leveler, um, maybe not. It's close though, is Empire. No, and is. I yeah. first first of all, for both of you guys by number over one, a million is the most played. Dang. Number one, how dare you? <laughs> Cheesy. Both of you guys what what? Hey, I asked him a question. I said, so would you say it's cheesy lyrics? You're like, so, you know, not that I think this, but if I were maybe to think that this possibly... Dude, when this song came out, I was like, let's freaking go. This was heavy. This was like... It, it was what August Burns Red had been doing, right? Uh, sure. There was a little bit different. Like, the there's like that like bridge. I think it's a bridge. Um, where they're like, whoa. Yeah, that's where I was like, oh no. Oh no. August Prince Red, what have you done? Like, <laughs> I wished I could have done a, re- a Gary Reacts video yeah. to when yeah. the single dropped. Because that, that's how I was. Like, it was like, it was a roller coaster of what to expect. Because you're like, this one song is going to represent the entire album. Sure. Like, this is yeah. what I expect. And like, what, like a minute 20 in or something, they start going, whoa. Like, group shout. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh no. August uh, Red, no. What have you done? <laughs> Gary, I'm going to agree with you on that because they let that song sizzle for a minute. And that was my very first reaction to them in their new album was that song. And yeah. I think that's. I think I kind of went on to a different path at the time. I think that was kind of my, my message to say, hey, you know, there's other bands out. Let's go check them out. <laughs> yeah. while, this song, <laughs> while this song sits on Vivo.com for however long, I think even three months before they even started putting more things out. So... Yeah. yeah, I mean, so I will say that uh, I think the breakdown and the way it builds and the mm-hmm. dynamic of the song, I think it redeemed itself. Yeah, for sure. But on your first listen, it's definitely like, oh no, they're doing yeah. like a group whoa shout, and <laughs> and it's like, where's the metalcore, you guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the way the breakdown, you know, the, it builds into all that, and yeah. the lyrics, like when you actually read the lyrics, um, sure, the chorus is kind of cheesy if all you hear is skyscrapers 
earth breakers, earth ground shakers, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's Pepper like, what, shakers. like, what are you guys, you're just finding big birds to talk about big things. But, uh, you know, the song <laughs> yes. is about uh, humanity's God-given created creativity to build things and be creators and leave a mark on the planet. And he's like, you know, we, we build buildings to rival the heavens. We build bridges to span the seas. Like, we do all these amazing things. Um, but a lot of people use their, I guess their inspiration on not good things, mm. uh, when like, look what we can do, look at the stuff we've built, look at the amazing things we've done. Right. Yeah. And I, there's a huge, there's a huge like thing there. Like we spend all this time doing things like maybe for ourselves, like building the tallest buildings, um, or, you know, making these empires, all the while people are being left behind that's the name right? of the song for sure <laughs> people are being left behind people are you know um are poor are sick are you know um with, with single mother all these types of things are happening um and we're really focused on ourselves. when maybe we could be using our creativity for a better reason i absolutely absolutely love when jake says we run and run and run. Like the way he says that in this song mm-hmm. um, is phenomenal. And that that I don't know. I, I I know that that's August Burns Red like like to a T, but I think that's why I really love the way he he says mm-hmm. that that line right there. Mm-hmm. It's cool. So after their uh, group shout the whoa 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 thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating ice right now. Yeah. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like talking so <laughs> anyway so after that chorus where they do the like whoa 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 thing I really like there's a part where like so the guitar's pretty happy for that and it, it sounds like a very I don't know worship song well yeah mm-hmm. up, uplifty like positive yeah. happy um, but then like the drums kind of build and it transitions to this like I'll, I'll say a bridge I think it's right before the breakdown and like the tone of the guitar stays the same, but now it's serious. It's not. Yeah. Happy. And like his vocals just get super mean. And you know he's like, he, I think he jumps in with the "We are just as fighters with faces of <clears throat> fire." You know. Yeah. Many walk away, but we stand firm. Like that little bridge thing, all the way to the breakdown. Like you could just tell this like serious. Like oh, this is not a happy song. This is a serious. He's he's meaning something right here. Like he's like just that change in the guitar. Like it definitely feels almost like a different song was just placed right there, right at the edge. Absolutely. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean the breakdowns. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and I love it. And that's that's a that's probably my favorite part of the song is the breakdown. You know, and lyrically, like there's some really cool lyrics in here too. And and truthfully, August Burns Red, like it's not just Jake that that writes all these songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're super collaborative, um, but their their lyrics are really really awesome. Uh, yeah. I really like when he says, and it's kind of quiet. Like, not quiet. It's like 
not like screaming. It he says, "All you are is all we want. It burns mm-hmm. inside us all." And yeah, he's uh, like almost singing, but almost talking. yeah. And and the yeah. music's a little happier behind him, but like you know, I really, I really, really love that part. Um, and and this is kind of I think I said earlier it was like this is typical August Burns Red. But there's also some pieces like the whoa, 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 right? And the sort of singing behind um, happy guitars. It was a little bit different, you know, not as but different it's as... It's new at Leveler. Like, they've gone yes. on to do similar kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. At, but at this point, when we heard August Burns Red, we heard Thrill Seeker, uh, Messenger's Constellations. Like, okay, there's a little bit of difference with this song. Now, the next songs we're going to cover... Um, there's a lot of differences, right? Oh, yeah. We're oh, yeah. we're going to get to some some crazy differences uh, in in music, and I'm pretty excited for that. So, mm-hmm. uh, I said we move on to our next track. So, internal canon is a song that, from what I can understand, is about like I don't know, like surviving uh, difficult, you know, depression kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Jake Glear said it's written about guilt and shame. Um, and just kind of like being positive in that. Uh, but this song was revolutionary to metalcore, uh, and it's a positive song and I love the speed of it. Like this got me excited for this album. Like, yeah, it's only the second track. And I was like, this might be like one of the best albums just by hearing this one song. (laughs) So with me starting like that, how about we ask our guest to start? Like what, what, what's up, Ryan? What are your thoughts? What do you think? So this was interesting to me because right off the bat, it, it went heavy. It was just like right away he started screaming. And mm-hmm. um, to me, it was just at the time, because it was 2011, 10 years ago, it was just one of those songs that sounded great. And I was just like, oh, you know, this, it's good. It's good. And then it just, it it hit, like it hit me, like right when the Spanish stuff started. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I had to look. Make sure I didn't turn. Well, at the time, who just well, changed my song? We were, <laughs> you know, we were on MP3 at the time. I think, right? I don't even remember it now. Yeah, 2011. Yeah. yeah. So I think Spotify was around, but I don't think it was an app. I think it was like a desktop yeah, only thing. Yeah. And I, I, I remember looking at my, you know, my Zoom and seeing like, did I change the song? You know, um, you know, it's one of those things. It was so different for me that it was kind of hard to kind of wrap my head around it. Um, the little bit of research I did, it kind of, it sounded like it was a pretty serious song for him personally, but it almost kind of set me off with the Spanish part. Like it was like a happy kind of like serious lyrics. And then it went into, like, into the serious, like the, the happy, like weird Spanish guitar and, yeah. and then it went, yeah, I don't know. It was, I and then it was good. It definitely was good musically. And then the end of it was just kind of like an inspirational kind of, uh, ending to it ending yeah. after the spanish guitar so for me the structure of it wasn't like it was different you know i didn't want to be judgmental because it's like oh i'm a huge fan this isn't august friends right i didn't want i didn't want to be one of those guys on like a forum <laughs> saying like oh this is different and i hate it you know yeah. like yeah. i musically just because i play music i appreciated it i appreciated the the yeah. music part of it because it's it wasn't the same as the rest of their other stuff and that's that's where i'll end with that it was refreshing yeah, yeah i will yeah. kind of piggyback yep. on the mm-hmm. like i don't know the positive thing so i thought mm-hmm. it was kind of cheesy i still do when mm-hmm. he's like 
So it's cool, right? The way he's like taking back my life, and he's like yeah. yelling "my life." Tyler, <laughs> <shocked> <laughs> and he's like "my life." So one, one of the times he's like, "Let me hear you, my life," you know, and they do it again, <laughs> yeah. like "my life" over and over, and like, I mean, at a show, I could see that being like, like mm. you know, circle pit worthy. Like, come on, let's do this, and he's like, you know, getting everyone pumped up. But in a recording, when he's like. I don't know the right word, you know, like, anyway, I, that's the one negative thing. I don't try to be negative. This song is probably like one of my favorite songs on this album. Top three. Tyler, you want to, you want to give a go at your thoughts? This is my favorite song on the album, suckers. (laughs) How dare you? So wait, do you actually like when he's like, let me hear you, my love? Oh yeah, dude. Let's go. And you're like in your car, you're like. My life. my life yeah jake yeah. <laughs> my life no i love it man like i i get like i don't know the song like like ryan said like it comes in hard and you're like oh man we're ready to go mm-hmm. and he hits that like oh don't and it just like yeah, you know, it's kind yeah, of a breakdown yeah. that so part's great. so yeah. great um but you're so right the first time i listened to this that spanish guitar and there's two parts the first time it's kind of short it's like, like okay like here's something weird what do you think <laughs> and you know you have to double take and you're like okay you know that's cool guitar work that's got to be tough to do okay and then it goes you know goes hard goes to the taking my life part and then it goes like to legit like spanish guitar it's freaking salsa music dude it's salsa music and you hear like that I don't even know like what makes that sound. Is it's it like just a, a guitar little... strum that's like completely muted? It's like and an echo, like, yeah. I don't know. I imagine it's like you know those like fish, you know those like fish shaped things or whatever, and you have that like that stick you run over like the ribs of it or whatever, and it makes that. I just imagine they have one of those and they're like recording those wooden things. Yeah, it's like wooden. <laughs> Like that's what I imagined was making that sound. So you guys are like ruining the song for me as we speak. No, I get that. Yeah. So I loved that when I first heard that, and like you know, because it builds up and you're like, here comes a breakdown, and you're like, Mm -hmm. nope, what is happening? Like where where am I? Like it 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 just totally like flipped metalcore upside down. Right? They pushed the boundary. Like I they did they did such a good job of of implementing that. To me, I always got confused with the the name of the song. I, I I've always tried to put a meaning behind just the title of the song to him, to the meaning, you know. So it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe. Yeah. Oh, go I for mean, it, it's Gary. like being an internal cannon, mm-hmm. right? And like like bursting out and like taking control and like sure that would know, make sense. Of, That's kind but, of what I was thinking. Yep. Yeah, I just I saw something where Matt Greiner Greener said. Uh, that it's a it's a song that he wrote about guilt and shame, and that he tried his best to make it universal to apply to many different struggles and stuff. And I'm pretty but, sure Jake wrote this song actually, but he did right. Matt was saying that Jake wrote this. Oh, song okay, gotcha. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the goal was to make it a universal song, which is really hard to do when you're thinking yeah. of something specific. But I was thinking about like this song though, and like the Spanish stuff. You know, it is totally groundbreaking. But like when he comes when they come back in from that like spot to get back to metalcore from Spanish Dude, guitar yep, salsa I, music. Yep, I know what you're saying, yep. 
I, I don't know how it happens, but it does, and they do it flawlessly. Well, dude, the transition is when he's like, let's go, right? Yes. It's like salsa music, and he's just like, let's go. And it's like and guitar, guitar solo, just building, and you're like, oh my gosh, here's metalcore again. And yeah. it, I think it transitions so good. On this podcast, we work on transitions a lot. Yeah. Like we try to find, <laughs> like when we mess up and we have to try to find a way to put our two pieces together. Yeah. Transitions are so hard, you guys. And like for Absolutely. music, like that's what bridges are. They're the transitions. But he used this w- two words, let's go, to just yeah. like kick off a guitar solo go. out of Spanish guitar and back yeah. to metalcore. Yeah. Like, it was great. I think one thing that we 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 take for granted sometimes is JB's guitar work in general in August Burns Red. Yeah. Like Dude, yeah. They are he is and we've seen them live a ton. I've seen them live mm-hmm. I think 6 times. And they are freaking good. Like JB is unreal at guitar and you hear it like they're like whatever you want to do is what I, I I imagine. You want to do some crazy Spanish guitar stuff? Let's just throw it in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember, Tyler, when we first met. Yeah. Like, I remember we were talking to someone else that liked August Prince Red, and I think it was like on the internet, like Turntable FM or something. Mm. And how they said the best thing about August Prince Red is is their drummer, Matt. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, yeah, he's crazy good. He's crazy He's really fast. good too, yeah. Like, but for me, Leveler had just come out, and I was like, but their guitars are just insane. Like, mm-hmm. how can you not say, like, they have amazing guitars too. It's like no, just their drums, man. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, to me, this album is like, I feel like the previous ones there there were some crazy drums, and I think even Matt said when they were redoing the Constellations tour, trying to get back up to that speed to drum yeah. as fast as he used yeah. to was so tiring, right? Um, but yeah, this album, I just feel like the guitars were just given this tone and this speed that you're just. You know, it wasn't around at the time. Yeah. There, uh, one thing I want to add: we're talking about uh, individuals on the on the you know the band, and they're all great. But I also think but. someone. <laughs> but I think someone who I think Dustin, I think he's really overlooked a lot. The bass. He's player. the bass, the bass right? player. Yeah, yeah, yeah with the yeah, backup yeah. vocals. He. Yeah. You are watching play actual guitar. I think he's better. I think he's better than both those guys. Uh, no joke. So I. Yeah. I do remember Constellations yeah. tour. We were all okay. there, mm-hmm. and he—I don't remember what song it is—but he actually wrote a song, um, or wrote the music for the song, or whatever it was. Um, yeah. And they literally just switched instruments. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They switched and he, instruments. Yeah, and he played it. and He was phenomenal, right? And it's like, wow, he could play guitar too. Yeah. And That's to cool. add to that, add to that, he also in some of the later albums, I even think this one too, um, but he does some of those high pitched screams too. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a cool. He's a cool, very cool, multi-talented guy, and I like to see that when I'm a big fan of like the drummer singing or doing lyrics, like a Treyu, you know, like the yeah. guy literally saying while he was doing, you know, beat, you so, know, like drum. So. I will say that he yeah. also does pre-production for the band. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I really? think he like yeah he does some production work, and I, that that was on Leveler, and nowadays I think he does a lot of their 
their stuff. I mean, he's a very talented guy. Yeah, they're they're so good. They're so, and they're so talented, and you know, mm-hmm. the the core of the band, like member wise, hasn't changed, dude. In mm-hmm. like fifteen years or more, like since two thousand seven. Yeah, every band we've talked about on the podcast, for the most part, like they have so many lineup changes. It's so hard to keep up. You know, mm-hmm. we put that like band photo on our Instagram like post when we have an episode drop, and the band's not the same as it is now. You know. Um, but August yeah. Burns Red is basically the same, you know, minus the the the, the first yeah. album, Thrill Seeker. And how crazy is that too? Like, so all these other bands that we've done episodes on, their yeah. lineups have changed, and every album has changed. And you're like, oh well, it's different guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. this different lead guitarist. Of course, it's mm-hmm. going to sound different than the previous album. Yep. But these guys, like, sure, it's still metalcore, and they push boundaries, and it's still August Burns Red. It's still the same guys, but I, every album is. If it's, uh, I, I, there are a few that I think are like sibling albums. Yeah. Like, I feel like they do two albums that are similar and then a, a genre pusher. And then two albums that are similar, a genre pusher. Like, yes. Uh, but I mean, it's amazing. And that they've stayed together this amount of time and through like marriages and, you know, touring and like a lot of bands they tour and they're like, I can't stand this guy. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of the band. You know? Yeah. It's impressive. Absolutely. Yeah. And this song, this song is a great example of, you know, them kind of pushing boundaries in this album. Uh, and it's, it's a song that I'll always like, I'll always play. I think it's my favorite on the album. So let's get to go into the next song, which is Salt and Light, the eighth song on the album. Um, is this a worship song? <laughs> uh, kind of. I, I think kinda, it is. Kind of seems like it, yeah. So I like how they say, we want to hear the trumpet roar. Right, that's a biblical reference. It means the mm-hmm. return of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I love the first, like, I don't know, 30 seconds or so when he says, you know, we uh, with words that trample the pagans' cavalry, pummel the darkness with the light, and then the Humble. drums kick in. And it's literally like horse-trotting drums, and you're yes. just like, you know. That's cool. I love anytime metalcore hits that, it's like horse song. Got it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but I, I really, there's another part that it really stuck out that I liked, um, and it's just like this nice guitar moment and spoken word, yeah. where he's like, "I yeah. am the harbinger, not the author of these timeless words. Led by the Comforter, capital C, I sing to you. And if my throat were to be cut from ear to ear, I hope that these words would carry on in these songs." And I pray that you sing one day. Why did you just go through the whole song? You <laughs> just went through the like, entire song. That's like 30 seconds total. You're like, like so here's what I like. Everything. <laughs> you guys talk about nothing. No, yeah. And enjoy yourselves. You know, I'm just saying, I didn't go into too much detail. <laughs> true, I'm just true. saying. Like Ryan, Ryan, let's follow you, that up somehow. So Ryan is the one that suggested, like, let's talk about this. So Ryan, so it's kind of, um, you know, to kind of lighten things up, lighten the mood up a little bit. Um, I I really liked it because it kind of, um, it kind of reminded me, reminded me the reason why I wanted to be in a band, anyways. Um, and it was just kind of like the Christian message, just kind of like the metal core Christian 
metalcore, you know, whatever genre you want to call it. And it kind of reminded me of that, of why, what the whole focus was to, to begin with. Um, one of my favorite bands is Wolves at the Gate and their whole, you know, it's great to see them even today in 2021 still try to push the message of Christ through everything. Yeah. And this song is basically one of those, like, you could listen to it and be like, wow, this is actually a Christian band. Like, if you showed this song to anybody, they'll be like, oh, this is a Christian band. Why do I want to listen to this? I'd rather listen to Suicide <laughs> Silence, you know? So this is that one song off that whole album, off this whole album that really just kind of screams Christian metalcore. And it, it yeah. really just kind of, it reminded me of my band, of, of Tyler and I's band, to to just to push the message of Christ out in, in metal mm-hmm. and to have fun with it. And this, it, in a sense of, it is different, you know, for the whole album because everything else is subliminal and just kind of like you got to kind of really listen for the lyrics. Um, see what uh, it, it also to kind of add to what Gary said, it, it's kind of um, kind of worshipy a little bit. Uh, yeah. But then the, then they come in, you know, Dustin comes in with the bass. It's like that. Do, yeah. Do, 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 the bass do, is really cool. Like that part. Yeah. Get your mind going a little bit. Just kind of, you know kind of a surprise yeah. yeah 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 it really kind of makes you feel like if, if there was a way to put a feeling into it in the music it would be that bass note right there just kind of that bass yeah. that just that part yeah that's my thought so i i absolutely 100 percent love the part where the where the music like cuts down mm-hmm. to the strums um and and the bass comes in but also the guitar with like the delay effect that he has going on mm-hmm. um phenomenal uh, I think the lyrics in here, like just like Ryan said, you show this to anybody, they read it, they're like, that is one Christian band, right? Did Chris mm-hmm. Tomlin write these lyrics for these guys? Because <laughs> yeah. there's there's a lot of, there's there's a lot of stuff oh. in there. Um, but I I love I love that they they haven't changed, man. They mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, like a lot of people will say, you know, and even it's true. There's a lot of like ambiguous stuff they write about that you can take either way. You could be a non-Christian and listen to cutting the ties that we talked about and be like, wow, you know, that's absolutely true. Um, but you could take it as a Christian too and be like, okay, well, you know, God's the one that's helping us through this. Um, you can't look at this song and say, it's not about God, you know, not about being a Christian, not about being the salt of the earth and, and the light. Um, and so it's it's pretty amazing. I I love absolutely love the lyric where he says, "And if my throat were to be cut," which I was like, also, I don't know if that like fully fits. Like all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, his throat's being slashed. Interesting. Um, yeah. From ear to ear, I hope these words would carry on in these songs. And I don't know about you guys, probably not. But for me, it reminded me of that super cheap. Want to talk about cheesy? You guys are all about cheesy. It reminds me of that Taking Back Sunday um, lyric. So Taking Back Sunday, super emo band. Um, You're so last summer. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He says the truth is he's talking like a girl or something. The truth is you could slit my throat. And with my one last gasping breath, I'd apologize for bleeding on your shirt. Like I don't know why, <laughs> but I re- You're like that's what you think of. That's what I thought of when I heard him saying that his throat was cut. I was like, oh my gosh, it reminds me of an actual um, cheesy from line. ear to ear. Yeah, true. But anyways, I don't know. Taking back Sunday kind of got me into this. I I don't know. I love this song. It's a worship song. I think we hit that nail on the head right there. It's a song you listen to and. Uh, I think Ryan kind of summarized it well, man. 
remind you of those good days and spread the word of Christ. I have two notes that I thought yeah. of in your guys' talks. So I in that in that talking part, it's really like the only lyrics to the song. Like really. Yeah. Uh you know, when he says uh that he hopes that these words would carry on in these songs and that he prays one day you sing one day. We mm-hmm. sing for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like a hope for others' salvations to sing Yes. We sing for Jesus. Like it's not that they are not the band that's saying we August Burns Red sing to Christ. He's saying, I pray one day you will sing this. Mm. You know, and it's like, yeah, like how can you say like, oh, this is about fans singing for August Burns Red? It's like no, no. So uh, the other thing I wanted to say, I believe this is August Burns Red's last official Christian album. Like as a band. Mean? In 2012, they removed the Christian label from their band and, like, said in interviews, like, just because we're Christians in a band does not make us a Christian band. Yeah. Uh, and, like, Maddie Montgomery was at that time was like, you know, the Christian bands need to be about Christ on every song. That's what makes them a Christian band. Um, and I know that there's a lot of band like strife and struggle with how do we label ourselves and like, man, labels are hard. Even genre labels, like, uh, anyway, labels, man, don't use them. They're bad. So it's just, it's just, they didn't want to be like, they didn't want to be like pinched hold into like this Christian only venue. And though listening to some of their songs on future albums, like you're like, here's their Christian song. Like Mm -hmm. this one's about God. And so I I do think that they all have a faith or most of them do. Uh, um, And I mean, Matt Grainer's podcast, Holy Ghost Notes. I mean, (laughs) dude's a Christian. I mean, he's a great guy. And Jake Lear's great dude. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's my, that's my two cents. What were you saying, Tyler? I don't remember. What was I talking about? Or what were you talking about? Labels and stuff. Oh yeah. You know, it's so hard. Like, and, I think, like, how much we love the metalcore scene and, and why we got into it because of these Christian bands, it's so hard because, like, that's their livelihood. That's who they are, you know? And just to be labeled something, like, is tough because, like, for me, like, people aren't like, oh, Tyler, yeah, he's a, he's a Christian teacher. No, they just, I'm just a teacher. You teach you know Christianity? I, mean? <laughs> I think those are called pastors. And they're like, you know, they, they probably don't look at a lot of other professions and just label you as you're either a Christian or secular, you know, um, even if like what we're doing is for Christ in our in our daily walk, like in our work, like we're doing um, extra or whatever, you know, and, and sharing the gospel as, as much as we can. Like we don't get that label where I feel like we stick it on bands and then they have to like do whatever that. Well, yeah, people judge them based on that. Like, Oh, you guys call yourselves Christians. And it's like, you guys like, we just released a Christian album. Like how hard is it? Like, think of like, I think of Christian, like CCM artists. That's like, how do they come up with these lyrics? Like, how do you continually write album after album of worship music? Yeah. Right. Well, and, and truthfully, you've heard, we've all heard from people that have like left the faith that were in CCM. They talk about how fake the genre is. Yep. Yeah. You know, how fake it is. The people that are in it that are writing these songs, you know, they might s- sing songs about Jesus to get on Caleb or whatever, but that's not who they are. Mm-hmm. And so it's just such a, it's, it's so crazy to put these labels on, on bands 
Um, K Love is a tough. local Christian radio station. No, no, it's not local. It's, it's not? national, man. Yeah, it's national. I don't have it in Spokane. It's like a iHeart radio. You guys station. got Air One. Uh. Anyways, that was a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I, I, I really like this song, and I'm glad that Ryan, you chose this song because it let me listen to it a few more times mm-hmm. than I probably would have, right? And mm-hmm. get a little, uh, get a little worship action out of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited yeah. for the re-recording of it. Me too. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, what's this gonna sound like? You know. Yeah, it's it's funny when they just they announced the re-recording. I'm like, why are you guys recording an album that was only uh, recorded two years ago? But then I look, <laughs> I'm like, 2011. I'm like, oh my god, it's one of those yeah, things. Like sure. I'm getting old, you know. Like, yeah, it's kind of funny. So let's get into Poor Millionaire. Yes, I think I think it's arguably one of the heaviest songs on the album. Like, I mean, yeah. like, guitar tone, screaming, angry breakdowns, right? Um, so I'll give a little rundown on the lyrics, since that seems to be a topic on this episode. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, reading it, it's obviously, like, you know, a, a leader of some kind in a religious aspect that is taking advantage of things. And so yes. I actually read an interview that Jake said that he wrote this song. Um, and it's it deals with Christians that are two-faced and don't use Christ as a relationship, but use him as a religion. Um, he said they kind of put him on a back burner, the, this leader. They put Jesus on a back burner spiritually. Um, and the leader is put in the forefront um, and uses his position to gain financial benefit and become popular in the world's eyes. So he's saying that he is a poor millionaire because... He is poor in spirit, but he has a lot of money. Um, and he does mention that he added some voodoo words from 2012 that would shock people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Best about, part of the song. Let's go. Talking about the word bastard and the word whore. Sheesh. Got to put some uh, explicit content on this episode. Oh, um, man. And he said he didn't add it for shock value. He added it to emphasize the seriousness of what he's talking about sure this guy's life and soul is at stake Mm -hmm. and like what he's doing Mm. is just perversion it's wrong so with that um i will pass it off to ryan ryan what are your thoughts on this song what you got for us i can compare that to kind of uh I always saw like Joel to put a name on it. Joel Osteen is kind of you sure. know kind of mm-hmm. kind yeah. of like screaming at me when when I when I listen to the song and read the lyrics, um, and it it it, it bugs me because there's a there's a hurricane season and he basically like nope no one's allowed in the church you know no one's allowed in my mega church for shelter, you know that's not God that's not what God wanted but you know it, it's all just and then there's another guy uh, Kenneth Copeland have you heard of him. He's the uh, <laughs> COVID nineteen. We talk about him so much. Yeah, blow the wind yeah. of God. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they didn't enter, and I'm pretty sure he has a gold tooth. It's kind of a funny thing. I'm not sure. Um, and he talked about having a, a a jet. How God said he needed a jet to fly from you know here and there to to spread the word, and that's what I see in this song. Tyler, you wanna? All right, so I absolutely love this song. 
You say um, that about every song, Tyler. You know why? You're always because... like, I absolutely like, love this song. Yeah, and it's we know it. Too. He's going to be positive about everything. No, I'm serious, though. Like, when it comes to Poor Millionaire, uh, the more I've listened to this, prepping for this podcast and hearing the re recorded version that dropped recently, the more I, I like this song to the point to where it's becoming my favorite song. Like, it might at some point overtake internal canon uh for a few reasons number one i i I love this it's an oxymoron right it's a poor millionaire is the title of the track Mm -hmm. and there's a millionaire is rich there's no such thing as a poor millionaire but there is right when we think about like our whole not ours but people's whole like life is trying to get money trying to become rich trying to get the new car trying to get the new iphone whatever it is we want stuff right we want money um, but even if you have everything, right, you, it doesn't mean you're rich because rich is something different, right? When we come and talk about like Christianity and a poor millionaire is this dude, this, this prosperity gospel preacher is what I, I take out of it that has made a bunch of money lying to people. God will make you rich. God will make you healthy. God will give you everything you want, mm-hmm. right? And man, the tone I think you got at this, Gary, like it's angry. It's heavy and it's like calling these people out. You know, and we talk about hypocrites a lot, and it's a big focus in metalcore, like Christian metalcore, calling out Christian hypocrites. Like Impending Doom does it all the time too. Like just like these people that say one thing and do another, right? Um, and I think that's part of the lyrics, but. The, just the drum intro, the guitars that come in, it's just so heavy and so fun. Uh, but my favorite part is the controversial part. When he comes in and says, you coward, oh, it's just so yeah. angry. And he, you can just tell he's just yelling right at him. And then the next line he comes in and says, you bastard. And you're like, yeah. you know. And we got to, like you said, we got to put the explicit, like, content on our little um podcast now but reading like you said why he put it in there i can totally get it this is a serious topic this isn't meant for shock value this is meant to you need to you need to seek repentance and that's what the song ends up saying these people need to repent because they are sinning right they're leading people down the wrong path they're preaching a gospel that is not true and man that so that same like bridge part where he's like saying those two words (laughs) uh when he's like look what you've become and then the guitars just get so brutal yes it's like i don't even know what it is it's like sludge metal or something like i i don't know what it is but it's almost like a breakdown that uh he's still go singing at normal you know bridge style you know your breath it reeks of perversion your tongue is just like a whore full of vulgarity full of the disease you know yeah, he's very he's very upset about something, and I think you know rightfully so. Yeah, but. and then and you go forward a little bit, and you get to the part where he says "tyrant," like the way he screams "tyrant," ring mm-hmm. the bells of repentance. Like this person that is a tyrant, they need to repent. They need to awaken from their deathbed. Yeah. Like man, it's just so it's so like lyrically heavy, uh, and I think it's kind of a a bridge. You stand up pridefully in front of thousands, screaming words of justice and truth. 
Dude, that's you like the build. A, that's the it's build. A build yeah. Yeah. You wear a mask of the city's heroes. You are a pretender. And then it gets to the best part of the song. This might be like, if you just took this piece like out and said this might be the best like section of the entire album. Like sometimes I think about that. Like what is like the best breakdown of an album? What is the best, you know, mm. course or whatever? I think okay, this is yeah. the best breakdown of the I entire album. I think so album. too, for sure. Yeah. I th- it's kind of, it's reminiscent of like classic metalcore breakdowns. Yes. Um, I think of like Haste the Day. Absolutely. So what I really like about this breakdown is yeah. like right after he says the bridge piece, you know, what does he say? Uh, you are the pretender and it kind of yeah. just stops right breakdowns you know up it stopped everyone's ready and you're like is this another salsa dance or are we gonna do something here <laughs> yeah. but when that guitar just comes in it's just like wang it's yeah. like that is the alarm that says everyone make room in the pit like Absolutely. back up and then people start getting in there and stretching and you know <laughs> doing their karate kicks and being like oh, i'm ready for this breakdown and then the drums come in it's like dun 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 and you're like oh my yeah, gosh it's like the, yeah, the people's building. pants are getting wet and everyone's freaking out <laughs> like and what i love about this this pre-breakdown breakdown uh yeah. is the when the drums come in then the guitar comes in yeah. and then it's Push like drums it's guitar cool. drums guitar it's like oh man So good. That is goosebumps. Absolutely. And I, I just love the way that the guitars and the drums played with each other like that because I can see, I can remember circle pits for this. Mm-hmm. Like me too. I can, too. I know it's happening. It's like, oh yeah, there's everybody moving out of the way. <laughs> Look out, everyone! Yeah. Like it's going down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is tough. This is tough for me to say. Like if you if you put them back to back the breakdown from the original recording two thousand um, and eleven to the new re recorded song with Ryan Kirby as the guest vocalist, like I might say the breakdown is better in the re recording. I think it's heavier, like it, sonically. It, it, okay, yes. it's <laughs> it's it is heavier, and Ryan Kirby like the way he screams coward. I'm pretty sure that's Ryan Kirby. Yeah, it is. Yeah, is. Awesome. It's, yeah, it's great. So I love the fit awesome. for a king at the end of the song. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what I hear anyway. So <laughs> should we move on to talk about this new this the single that came out the remake? Ryan, have you yeah, have you it. had a chance to like listen to I it? I haven't yet. Nope. But I I like fit for a king, so I'm excited to. to yeah, I mean, so that, Ryan Kirby so. shows up at like yeah. the yeah. like the build up part. Okay. Um, and then he he goes all the way to like the screaming coward, and then all the way to the end. Uh, does he wait before I listen to it? Does he does he scream for ten minutes like he did no, in one of his songs? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> it's <laughs> the normal coward length. Yeah, backbreaker. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like lower and more of yeah. like a deep oh, cool. growl. Yeah, yeah. So Tyler, tell me your your overall opinion. I'm I'm because you're so giddy and you've mentioned it a couple of times already. I I'm think giddy. you like it more than I do. I'm giddy. I'm so giddy. I when I heard that this was like going to be a re-recording, that it wasn't just going to be like remixed or whatever. Um, they're gonna add guest vocalists. They're gonna do all these cool things. Like, I, it blew me away because this is this is like 
this album is a really important piece of my life, right? And like they're going to be adding new pieces to it. Like it's super exciting. But this first song they released, which kind of surprised me, they did Poor Millionaires, the first one they released. But I can see why, man. It's just so heavy. I, I like it. I I think you can tell they've gotten better as musicians. Mm-hmm. You can tell uh, that Ryan Kirby is an awesome vocalist. <laughs> um, but, man, I don't know. I, I like it. The original is fantastic, too. But I just think, like, these re-recorded ones, man, they're gonna be they're going to be out of this world. I hope so. I have hopes for like like internal canons we talked about earlier. How are they yeah. going to do that? They mentioned new guitar solos yeah. and stuff. How are they going to redo salsa music? Like Right. <laughs> but for me on this song, my first time listening, I was so excited. And yeah. I think I was had too much hype. And the sure. second time listening, I backpedaled and I backpedaled and in my opinion, the new version um it, it sounds vocally like a live recording like not a very well produced audio um and i don't know if that's just because it's been 15 10 years since jake Lear's screamed like this and you know he's he's grown into a man now right he used to be a skinnier dude with hair mm-hmm. and now he's like bald <laughs> big beard and muscles um yeah uh, anyway, I, I'm just saying that. Uh, so there's some parts that I think that they're just so ingrained in my head that when I hear them done at a different guitar tone, it just it just kind of bothers me. Like, that's not yeah. right. That's not how you play that part. Um, there is one part that I love on the remake, and that's the part you were talking about earlier where he's like, you know, you coward, you bastard, blah, blah, blah. And the guitar yeah. changes halfway, and it's just that insane yes. guitar, like the tone of the guitars is so good on that yeah. on that part but i think the rest of the song it's almost like they're using a different i'm not a musician a different key like they just kind of dropped it a whole note or mm-hmm. something and like the whole song guitar wise is just a little lower and i feel like yeah the song is slower maybe I mean, well it is longer so it could be slower well they, they have a different guitar solo in there too they do, and, yep. which I liked. You know, I'm like, oh, here's a new thing. Me too. You know, yeah, it, it's good. I, I don't know. Hearing this makes me nervous for the rest. Where before I was super excited because you know me, new is always better, right? <laughs> it's got to be better. True. So uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, yeah, the breakdown is brutal. I love it. It's probably the best part of the remake when Ryan yeah. Kirby comes in like that because you're like, Jake Lear's voice just got real mm. angry. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. oh, that's not him. But yeah. How I was gonna just add to Ryan Kirby because I haven't listened to the song yet, but I follow him on Twitter and how angry he sounds and all his stuff. He's just a normal guy. He just talks about normal things and I know. he just like streams his games and he talks about Chick Fil A on Twitter, just stuff like that. It's just kind of a funny thing. He's just a total simple kind of a cool dude. He'd probably be a really cool dude to hang out with. Yeah, he no, just like adopted two kids. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, so. I think that wraps up this song. Let's move on to our last pick. Queen of Hearts. Oh, wait. I mean, Leveler. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> For real, though, I always thought this song was called Queen of Hearts. Really? Yeah. Like, well, when it first came out and I was listening to it on repeat all the time, like at the gym, and I'm like, oh, Queen of Hearts, where is that song? <laughs> so uh, this song is basically about someone who is obviously very close to Jake. Um, yeah. who put him through hell 
lying to him, betraying him, twisting friendships and lies and stories about him. Um, this is from his words, by the way. Um, and it's just like this, this anger for justice and to get back vengeance. Right. Um, but ultimately the song ends with talking about forgiveness and that to truly love someone, um, is to forgive that person. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, you know, I will add it's cathartic. Um, so I'll uh, mention like my favorite part. Okay. Not my favorite part. I will mention a part that I really like, and then we'll just see where we go. Just dive in, baby. So, starting off, when I first heard the song, that is exactly the sound that August Burns Reds makes that I yes. used to hate. Yep, absolutely. You, uh, 100% those fast this is old drums. Those, yeah. yeah, just like, oh, I just, it was noise to me, and it was like, he's doing that and drumming off, what's what's the right word, like, offbeat intentionally yeah. with the, with the, Ah, there's a word. Drumming offbeat. Alternate drumming? Or yeah, alternate it's beat, like, no. uh... Anyway. Yeah. It used to bother me, but I love it. For a whole minute straight, like minute seven seconds, it's just like this huge buildup, fast screaming. There's a lot going on in the lyrics, talking about a wolf <laughs> and stuff. Like, uh, I, I mean, it, it's just chaos. And it's like, it, you just feel this frustration, and it just builds till he says, Oh, yeah. Queen of Hearts. Like, and then uh, from then on, I'm like, what is it? I like this song. Like, I'm listening now. Like, I just love the entire minute up to it now. So for me, like, okay, let's 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 talk about this. Please. This this song is is brutal. I I lyrically like. There's some really cool <laughs> stuff that we have to talk about. Um, but I get vibes like this, like vengeance feeling. I get vibes of like a day to remember. Uh, a little bit without the <laughs> vulgarity, if that makes sense, you know, like yeah. slit uh, someone's throat. Yeah, <laughs> slit some scandalous person's throat. Yeah, like um, I get yeah plot to bomb the panhandle. I think's the song. Yeah. Uh, but I get those vibes because man, it's so brutal. And just like you said, Gary, this this song is old school. August burns red until it gets to that O, and yeah. then it changes. It's just like and a release. <laughs> absolutely yeah. a release. I have to talk about it. When he says this, like, my heart thirsts for vengeance. He's so upset mm-hmm. at what the betrayal has been, these lies. They'll never, ever tell the truth. And he says, but my father, capital F, God, has taught me forgiveness. If I had not decided to follow him, here's what he would do. I would devour you like a lion, leaving your bones out to dry. And when he says it, it is so cool. So is that a breakdown? It has to be. Yeah, it's a, it's a breakdown. I think it. I think I think the song has two breakdowns. But whenever that 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 lyric comes up and you hear the way he he and he doesn't always it's like so low. He doesn't get low usually like that. You know what I yeah. mean? He's he like get leaving your bones easily. out to dry. Yeah. He he gets so low and you're like, man, it it pumps you up. It would make you lift more weight. It would make you run mm-hmm. faster. Uh, it would jump make higher. You... <laughs> fly a little bit further <laughs> punch somebody in a mosh pit like that's i mean 
that's what it makes you do. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure I've heard them do this live, but I don't remember it. Like, I remember Poor Millionaire. Yeah. I remember all the other like super popular songs on this album. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Dude, this Leveler. would be such a hard song to like to do. It's yeah. so fast. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so brutal though. Like this song, mm-hmm. and then after that part, like breakdown one. After breakdown one, there's breakdown two. Yeah. Well, I love the build mm-hmm. from that breakdown uh, all the way up. You know, when he's like, "The victim in me is dead. I am yes. reborn." Um. And he's like, so even though you call me self-righteous and call my beloved treacherous, there's one thing to take away. And dude, the guitar and double bass pedal. I was going to say double bass pedal for me, man. It's just going the whole time. It's just, yeah, it's nuts. And I'm excited for the remake. Yes. What is this buildup going to sound like? Like, what are they going to change? Do they not touch it because it's great? Do they do something different? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's so good. The way yeah. they say it, too. Like, you just read the breakdown part where it says leveler, right? We're talking Make album title. Le- the the, the road. road. Yeah. yeah. The way he says it, it's like, oh, man, he turned that into a great breakdown. The yeah. double bass pedal behind is just going the whole yeah. time. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Great, great job. Yeah. So, I, and so after that breakdown, I like the way it kind of has like a marching kind of feel as he's like i forgive you queen of hearts for through me he will show you true love right so if there's like this vengeance that he wants and it's like he wants to devour them like a lion leave their bones out to dry like that's a very strong emotion yeah and for him to to forgive someone like that you obviously know that they feel that way towards you yeah if someone is that frustrated and angry with you you obviously know and for them to come to you and say I forgive you. Whoa. Like, I, that, that, I guess, how do you react to someone that you've wronged so much and messed with for 17 years and then come out and be like, you know, I will show you forgiveness. And like, so that, that is just him saying that that's God's love through him. Yeah. That she's going to see that and be like, how can he forgive me? How can he do that? He should want justice, you know, or vengeance but he absolutely said it too yeah yeah that that he says it like three four times or something yes you know i forgive you queen of hearts feels like my throat's (laughs) gonna hurt when he does that you know and if he wasn't a christian if he wasn't following god like he said before like he would do what the world would do he would leave her out to dry yeah you know or he would he would devour her like a lion or whoever this is right and Mm -hmm. He's not going to. He's going to forgive her. And through that, she will see God. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's yeah. that's the craziest thing ever uh, to think about. But that's the mindset of a Christian. It should, at least it should be. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness, man. To truly love somebody is to forgive somebody. Um, and like God did that for us, man. It's just so crazy to, th- to, to put it into like worldly terms and, and apply it. Yeah. Yeah. And Tyler, in one of our Patreon episode things from our last episode, we were talking about how do you end an album? Yeah. Right? Boom. Yep. This is how they ended the album. Yeah. And just the way it ends like that, just like, boom, music stops. It's not even like a faded or an echoey thing that repeats and slowly fades out. It's just like music just cuts out, ends like this song. 
probably their fastest, more classic August Burns Red. Yeah. Boom, ends. It's crazy. Yeah, I think like when you think back of like songs that end albums for August Burns Red, like for me, like Messengers ended with Redemption, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and the passion and the feelings in that song are amazing it's wow that the way that ends and this is a different it's like kind of a similar like topic obviously with god but it's a different feeling right of you've wronged me but i'm gonna forgive you because god forgave me mm-hmm. what what a awesome way to end an album and it's a heavy way to end this mm-hmm. album yeah, it's not salsa dancing, so yeah. <laughs> no salsa dancing. So let's let's kind of conclude this with like you know, Ryan. Thanks for coming, absolutely yeah, talking with us. August Friends awesome, Red. Yeah. We we've I've been to I think every August Friends Red show I've been to, you've been there. <laughs> yeah, I Especially, think like yeah. it was Locally, never like planned, yeah. but it's like no. oh, and there's Ryan as expected. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate you guys inviting me on. It's been it's been a lot of fun just to dive in i've never had anybody hey let's dive into an album and the lyrics i'm like okay (laughs) yeah man it's always great talking to you about music i know that abr kind of holds a really a tight spot between us man so this has been really cool uh i just want to thank everybody for listening make sure to check us out on instagram and also check out our patreon yeah we have a ton of stuff on patreon yeah like from our norma jean episode we have like i don't know more than an hour's worth uh we pulled out from our last episode otherwise it'd be like a three hour long norma jean episode which i'm down for but i don't know if everyone else is uh from this episode uh we're gonna put some we have a longer conversation with ryan uh that we'll be posting and tyler and i dive into a re-recorded pangea track that just came out so yeah and if you don't know what patreon is it's basically a way for our fans to support us mm-hmm. with subscriptions, money, right? Um, but we give you early access to content and bonus recordings that we would normally just rip out of the episode because it's like three hours and we need to get it down to like an hour and a half, something manageable that the average person would want to listen to. So we don't, instead of throwing that stuff away, we just post it up there and you can just listen to all the stuff. And if you're curious, just go to our Patreon. We have a, a, a couple tracks that we just put up for free. Yep. Like, just listen to us talk just like this, but it's like a smaller, like, three-minute section of something that we pulled out of the episode. So check it out. Yeah, and if you feel like it, support us. Buy us a cup of coffee so we can stay up late and keep making these podcasts, man. Thank you for listening.